where we left off last time. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So um, last time we spoke, it was right after, well, actually, it was right after quarantine had been declared, and we had the Black Monday market crash, and I was talking about how the crash was 33 years from the Black Monday crash of 1987. And so I was talking about the symbolism and why we see the number 33 whenever there's some type of chaos. And so that's yeah. kind of where I wanted to pick up today because right now we see a lot of things that I think might have more than one meaning or an occulted meaning. So I wanted to get your take on a couple of things that have developed. So that's for fine. Example, um, what do you think about the significance of politicians kneeling with masks on? You know, is it really just a a nod to Black Lives Matter, or do you think there's another meaning behind it? No, I think there's probably another meaning behind it. And that meaning, I think, is probably uh, Nazi. I think that what's going on in America is there is a Nazi movement to take over the world. Because if you remember back in, in the World War II, when it was over, the German army surrendered, but the Nazis did not surrender. They didn't surrender at all. And so they are still well healed and doing just fine. They're living right now in South America, in uh, Argentina, and they're doing well all over the world, the Nazis are. So it was the German army that, uh, that you know, they gave up during the Second World War and signed an, uh, signed an agreement to disarm. But the Nazis never signed anything. They haven't decided to do anything but what they were doing. And I think that what is going on right now are the Nazis that are living in Argentina are doing what they have always done. They've hated this country. They want to destroy it. And so, I think that's what's happening to us right now. Very interesting, because I've looked into a few Nazis who more or less seem to have um, left the Nazi party and come to work for America, people like rocket scientist yeah. Ron. And I look at his relationship to people like Walt Disney and how Walt Disney helped Werner von Braun's vision of outer space be communicated to the masses. So yeah, like you're right. What what's with the uh, the Nazis getting involved with NASA? Yeah, well, NASA is a Nazi organization to start with. NASA is NAZI to start with, because all the major scientists at NASA were Nazis. They were brought here by the U.S. military, and in, and, and involved all of the Nazi operation and they gave to the Nazis all the information and the money that they needed to do whatever they wanted to do. And so that's why our NASA is actually Nazi. It's run by Nazis. Okay, so we have this um, reoccurring theme. Many conspiracy theorists look into this idea of um, Nazi exfiltration. I think it was called was it Operation Paperclip or something? Mm-hmm. Where there was this move of uh, Nazis with the aid of the Vatican into positions of influence within America. So yes. are we looking at some 
covert control or are they ever going to um, reveal it? Or are you suggesting it's just like um, behind the scenes, maybe? It's a behind the scenes of the Knights of Malta. The Nazi movement is actually a Catholic order called the Knights of Malta. The Knights of Malta are, in fact, the Nazi party today. And we have to understand that Vatican is behind all of this. And that's why, that's why it has been said so often that all roads lead to Rome. And that's true. The narcotics traffic, human trafficking, organized crime, and keeping in mind that the Pope is today a Jesuit and the Pope is called the Holy Father. Why? Because he speaks for God. He's a Godfather. And we need to keep that in mind that the Pope is a Godfather in Rome. And that's why the nations around the world all go to Rome so they can bow down on their knees and kiss his ring and let him know that they are in subjection to the Roman Godfather. Okay, so Godfather, that term seems almost synonymous then with vicar, like vicar of Christ, which means that the Pope is a stand-in who is a figurehead, but he's considered to be a stand-in for God himself. That's exactly correct, yes. He is a stand-in for God himself. That's why he's called a Godfather. He's a holy father because he speaks for God. And we have to understand there's a connection between organized crime in America and the Godfather in Rome. And the Godfather has infiltrated America from very beginning and long for a long time he's been involved with American politics. Okay, now that's a good point there. The the Pope, the papacy, it's always, in my view, been very political. But this one, the present Pope, Jesuit Pope, is definitely hardline environmentalist. He invented something called eco-sins. And he said that when we damage the environment, we're sinning against the creation. So the Pope is taking this politicized global warming and attaching it to the Catholic worldview of sin and God's response to it. And he's also, as he said, a Jesuit, which is also very significant. So um, for people who don't know, um, what is the background of the Jesuit order? Because that's something that's always being brought up behind the scenes, kind of like Masons, but I think we need to get more specific. Uh, What is a Jesuit? The Jesuit order is founded back in the 1500s by a man named Ignatius Loyola. Ignatius Loyola or Loyola Universities or Jesuit Universities. He was a very, very clever man, but what he was doing is he was setting forth a, a, um, a bulwark against the uh, Renaissance because there was a Renaissance in Europe that began to promote science and uh, questioning authority. The Renaissance of Europe, of course, gave birth to America. And this is why today the Catholic Church is under question by so many people because that's what they were. They were, uh, they were under 
uh, uh, they were under suspicion. And so the Jesuits were founded by Ignatius Loyola to fight off any anti-Catholic interference with the Pope at all. That's what the Jesuits do. They fight off any, any political or any organizational, uh, you know, opposing the Pope. And so now we have a Jesuit Pope. And he is now, you know, and this is, and the Nazis were always connected to the Communist Party. The Jesuits were part of the massive Jesuit Nazi Party. And so many of the <clears throat> leaders of the Nazi Party under Adolf Hitler talked about they were Jesuits. And the Jesuits were the people who were behind the Nazi movement. But there is also another group behind the Jesuits. It's called the Knights of Malta, the Maltese Knights of Malta. And uh, and that's another whole story that people do not know anything about, the Knights of Malta. See, this is very important information because you're talking about the origin of the Jesuits as the Vatican's, essentially, the Vatican's army. Yeah, yeah, it's the Vatican's army. Correct. That's what it is. That's so, exactly what it is. I've read their initiation oaths, and it's very similar to many other secret societies where they take an oath to preserve the order, and it's pretty ruthless. If you read their their own, um, I guess it's right. a statement of loyalty <laughs> and oath, but it's brutal. Are you Do you know what I'm talking about? I sure do. Yes, you're right. It is brutal, very brutal. But Rome was always brutal when it come to other nations interfering with Caesar. Caesar wanted to have the whole world, not just Europe, but the entire world. And now Caesar has finally, finally, now Caesar has control over the whole world because America is the new Roman Empire. And it was said in history that Caesar each morning would get up and he would go up on the hill was the term that was used. Caesar was up on the hill. What hill? It was called Capitoline Hill in Rome. That was a seat of power for the Roman Empire. Well, we have a Capitoline Hill too, but in Anglo-Saxon, it's just Capitol Hill. So we have a Capitol Hill here and Caesar is over the congregation of Rome in America, and Washington, D.C. was known as Rome before it changed its name to Washington, D.C. It's a very interesting history of the, of the organization called the United States government. It's actually a Roman government. And then when you understand that for the first time, it will now make sense when the U.S. Senate, that's what the Romans had. They had a Senate, and the Senate was up on the hill. Well, we hear that every night on the news. Up on the hill, the Senate did this and that, or Caesar went up to, so, to talk to the Senate up on the hill. And so we are the new Roman Empire. And therefore, and <clears throat> when Caesar in, in, involved himself in the uh, he, he left Europe when Caesar's army left Europe. It went to Britannia. 
what we call Britain. And what was the center for power in Britain was called York, England. And so, therefore, we have a New York. And in New York, England, is the center for the Roman Catholic Church's domination of the world. And it actually has to do with the Roman Senate up on the hill and and the Vatican's control over our Roman Senate up on the hill. And uh, it's just an extraordinary story of betrayal of the American people. Okay, so by, you, you by the Vatican. Catholic means uh, universal. It means and universal. Yes. That's the major key here. But there's something else. You mentioned Caesar, and everyone knows that Caesar wears that laurel wreath, which I keep seeing the same symbol on so many different flags, like the UN flag, for example. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. And, and, the, and the point I was going to make was that the United States is the new Roman Empire. The Roman Empire moved out of Europe into Britannia or Britain, and the city in which it was uh, established as a city for Rome's control over Britain was York, England. And we have a new York, England. It's a new York. And therefore, in New York, we have something called the United Nations. The UN is the Caesar's dream of world conquest. And now Caesar has what he has always dreamed of, ultimately world domination under the United States as New York with the, with the uh, new world order, which is the United Nations which is a Roman idea. It's the whole idea of Rome was to rule the world. And now we have a United Nations that the whole world is subservient to. And it's in New, New York, the Empire State. What empire? New York is called the Empire State, but nobody asks what empire. Well, try the Roman Empire. That's who we are in America. We are the new Roman Empire. Okay, it's so an extraordinary empire, story. Um, all of what you're describing right now, which you've talked about this for years, but it's all, I think, become very self-evident in light of the quarantine, where we saw how much power they actually have, where they can send <laughs> home. Yes. In the Empire State, they lit up the Empire State Building, the top stories and the needle, so it looks like a big, glowing needle obelisk like syringe yeah a syringe or an obelisk precisely and empire state building in a big syringe which symbolizes that um, objective they have of tagging everybody vaccinating everybody whatever's in the vaccine is kind of a side issue i think i think ultimately though they're displaying we rule the world and everybody is kneeling or bowing or uh, cowering or kissing the ring of the pope of the Holy Father, who is a, who speaks for God. He's a God Father. <clears throat> the whole problem of America today rests on the Vatican. The Vatican actually is one of the very first corporations ever founded on the earth. And then it has a subsidiary corporation with the British Empire. 
And today, the United States is not the United States of America. And this is a very important point that people need to understand. The United States of America that was founded back in the 1770s, uh, 1780s, is no longer in existence. We're no longer living in the United States of America because there was a civil war in the 1860s. And so they killed the president, shot Lincoln and killed the president. And today we are now in a civil war. And this is what is going on. And this is why we are now going back into a civil war mode. Because the United States, it was decided by the people who ran this this, this great country. The politicians decided back in 1868 that after the Civil War was over, what are you going to do with all the people? We don't have a United States of America anymore. It's not called the United States of America. It's called, it's, what was decided was that in 1868, they decided to form a corporation and incorporate the United States into a company. And so that's what we are today. We're no longer the United States of America, which means we're no longer Americans. We are U.S. citizens. By U.S., I mean a company, a corporation that was incorporated in Delaware. It's a privately owned company called United States. And if you have a Social Security card, on the front of the Social Security card is your number in the corporation. That's a corporate number on the Social Security card. But on the back of the Social Security card is a series of numbers and letters on the bottom of the back of a Social Security card. That Those colors originally for those numbers on the back of a Social Security card were in red because they represented your blood and in your body. And this is why today, if you call any of the big companies that keep track on the, on the, uh, oh, what am I trying to say? Uh, keep track on the stock market. Mm-hmm. If uh, there are companies in New York that do nothing but keep track on the stock market, who owns what and how much is it worth? And if you contact one of those companies, which is on my website, I tell you how to do it and show you how to do it. You contact those companies and you tell them that you were working on your grandmother's home and you found an old uh, stock certificate and you wanted to know if the stock certificate was really real. And they will ask you, well, give us the number of the stock certificate. Give us the number. And you give them the back of your social security card, your social security card. You give them that number. And they will, they will come back and tell you, yes, that is still good. And it's, and it's, uh, it's owned by, and they'll give you your name. And then you ask them, well, how much is it worth? They'll tell you 6.9 million. So you are a stock on the New York Stock Exchange and you're worth six and six point nine million. And most okay. people so, have never heard of such a thing. 
most people have never heard of any of this. Well, it's combined a, with the um, a seeming objective of vaccinating everybody, tracking everybody, contact tracing, which is something I want to bring up with you. Um, it seems like we're looked at by the elite technocrats as livestock. That's so, exactly right. That's exactly is precisely right. Now, so that's if you if you have a daughter and she's getting married, you, and if she's marrying a young man from a wealthy family, we say you say he is of good stock, and I'm saying is she marrying a, a cow? No, he is of good stock, meaning his family are wealthy, so he's of good stock. And there's a very big reason for that. The corporation called United States is a privately owned, it's a municipal corporation, but it's privately owned. And that's why we as Americans are no longer Americans. We are U.S. citizens. And it has to do with the 14th Amendment. And as a U.S. citizen, you're no longer considered by the world to be an American. Therefore, only Americans have the rights and privileges of the United States of America. This is why you, when you go into court, why do you have to go into court? Because you don't have any freedoms. You have no freedoms. Why? Because you are no longer an American. You are a U.S. citizen. This is why I, if I see you coming out of a restaurant one night, and you've heard this before, if I see you coming out of a restaurant one night with a woman, I say to you the next day, you know, the woman you were out with last night, she's very bad company. You need to stay away from her. She's bad company. What do you mean company? And then you say, mind your own business. She's going to marry me, and I'm going to have a partner. She's going to be my partner. So what are you talking about, marriage? You're talking about partnership. You're talking about uh, bad company. You're talking about company, business, and a partnership. You're talking about commerce. And if you look up the word commerce in a legal, lawful dictionary, Look up the word commerce in a lawful dictionary. It will tell you commerce is sex. It's a business. Sex is a business. It may be a bad business or a difficult business, but if you're connecting to her as a corporation, it's a business. And that's why you have to have a marriage license. It's okay. because, because you commerce. are entering you know, a we business. Have, like the god of commerce, Mercury, yeah, uh, this this God Merc like when we're talking about um, these world events, I I can't help but notice that things seem to be timed astrologically according to the sun, and I find many allusions to different uh, deities, uh, classical deities. The God Mercury, I think, is represented today on the world stage in the Joker. In the archetype. dime, in the dime, the American dime has Mercury's torch on it, the torch of Mercury. Okay, torch of Mercury. See, that's a, a key right there, because one of the interesting things I've seen with the archetype of Joker is that he burns the system down and Batman cleans it up, yep. in order out of chaos. And so I've been seeing consistently in the pop culture the use of this Joker character, and even in the 
big shootings and bombings where it's the Joker shooter or the bomber at Boston was called Joker. And afterward, the SWAT team cleans up the mess and they all look like Batman. And so <laughs> I see this stuff happening all the time. Well, you might find this interesting. We had this recent provocation, the death of George Floyd in a very, very provocative manner. And it turns out a couple of things. One, Twin Cities. Two, it happens right after the sun entered Gemini. And three, he was referred to by a basketball player, Steve Jackson, as a twin. And he was passing on a forged check, you know, the $20 bill. Uh, I'm sorry, he had a, 20, a forged $20 bill. So what I see here in the subtext, though, what is the significance of him being called a twin, sun enters Gemini, twin cities? <laughs> Counterfeiting. Yeah. All of this is very, very interesting, but it's only important to the Knights of Malta. The Knights of Malta are a secret Masonic order inside the Vatican, and they are the real progenitors of Nazism and what we call the Jesuit system. They are all part of the secret society operating to destroy America, and the people go along with it. The people of America are referred to by the Knights of Malta the same way that the leaders of the Communist Party, V.I. Lenin, referred to the people of Russia. They were called useful idiots. It means that the communists could not take over Russia and become the, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, the USSR, without useful idiots. It needs to have all the people agree to become communists. And so they were called useful idiots because they're stupid for giving up their freedom for a communist society. But that's what we have done in America. We've given up our freedoms from our universal freedom society. Americans used to be called the land of the free and the home of the brave, but we're not free or brave anymore. We're just, we're just normal, useful idiots. We put on our masks because we're told to. We're told to stay home, don't get around other people, stay six foot away from other people, put your mask on to shut your mouth, and we'll tell you what you need to know. We'll tell you what to think and what to do, what you can do, what you can't do. And so we're destroying your country, we're destroying your freedom, we're destroying everything that you have lived for and lived by, and it's called the World Communist Movement. The World Communist Movement is a social, is a social gospel of the Jesuits to overthrow the, uh, the United States system. But you cannot have a new world order, which is on the back of a $1 bill. If you look at the back of the $1 bill, you'll see a pyramid with an all-seeing eye at the top. The all-seeing eye at the top of the pyramid is not connected to the pyramid. The whole idea of that symbolism is that America, the whole world of mankind, is the, is the pyramid and that we are supposed to be working our way to the top to understand what's going on and to and to uh, continue our education so that we can 
finally reached the top of the pyramid as a human race. And then underneath of the eye is the pyramid. So the idea is that if you reach the top of the pyramid in your lifetime, that means that you are one of the elites. And, and that I represents is the Hebrew tradition that I represents the Messiah. Most people don't know that, but the I is the, is the uh, symbolism for the Messiah in Israel. And so it's, the I is also the symbol for Jesus in Christianity, the Messiah. The anointed one is referred to as the I in the pyramid. So it's does this ex- explain then why so many celebrities can be viewed covering one eye? Yes, that's because they are subjecting themselves to the messianic symbol for world domination, the one eye on the top of the pyramid, which is a symbol for the Messiah in Hebrew and a symbol for Jesus in the New Testament. Why? Because Christians call Jesus today, they misrepresent Jesus by saying he is the cornerstone of the church. No, he is not the cornerstone of the church. A cornerstone is on the bottom. But the eye and the triangle is at the top, the pinnacle. That's why the Bible says that Satan took Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple. Pinnacle means a point at the top. And so Jesus represents the pinnacle at the top. And that's what this symbol is on the dollar bill, the pinnacle at the top. It's an extraordinary story that needs to be told and understood by the whole human family. For the first time, it needs to be discussed publicly and what these symbols mean because Jesus in the Bible is referred to as the chief cornerstone, not the cornerstone of the church. No, the cornerstone is the very bottom. It's the corner stone at the bottom. But the Christians today say Jesus is the cornerstone of the church. That's wrong. That's not what the Bible says. It says he is the chief cornerstone, meaning that at the top it ties in all four sides of the pyramid instantly. If you have a perfect triangle, a perfect pyramid, you cut out the top of the pyramid. This is why the A is a pyramid with the I at the top cut off. This is why we, if you print out the letter A in our, in our language, the letter A is a triangle with the top cut off. And so once you understand the symbolism of all of this, it all goes back to the Germanic people. The Germanic people or Germany has a very, very close connection to Judaism that most people do not know anything about and never heard anything about it. The Germans are referred to as the modern-day Jews. And why? Because they are doing the work of the Messiah all over the world. The German people are nothing more than doing the work of the Messiah to destroy America and to bring about a new world order. But you can't have a new world order at all 
unless you get rid of the old world order. The old world order is America. Why? Because we're feeding and clothing and feeding and financing the whole world. We've been feeding the whole world for so many years. And back in 1945, we were feeding the whole world. And that's when John Kennedy came into power right afterwards, and he became the president of the United States. He was a Roman Catholic. But he said in his inaugural address, I will, I'm accepting this position of president of the United States on my own, and I'll not be beholding to any organization or any religious view at all. I'm accepting this position as an American. Well, that's why they killed John Kennedy, because he would not go along with the destruction of the United States of America. He knew about it. He knew what we were called the United States Corporation. He knew that in 1868, we were incorporated in Delaware as a privately owned company, and that today we're all, we are all today employees of a corporation called U.S., and U.S. citizen is what we are today. We're not called Americans because you don't have the freedoms of America. You don't have access to the Bill of Rights. You don't have access to the, the, um, what do they call it? The Declaration of Independence. You don't have access to the Constitution. That's why when you go into a, uh, into a courtroom, they tell you don't bring up the word Constitution because you don't have any access to the Constitution. You're not an American. You're a U.S. citizen. U.S. is a privately owned company. Okay, so we um, are witnessing the after effects of this um, supposed pandemic where they shut down businesses. And when I saw that happening, I immediately thought, this looks like a communist revolution. That's right. That's exactly not, what it is. But they're not actually like physically burning down stores they're just shutting them down not yet but not wait yet. till october watch october that's what i wanted to get to because it seems like as soon as people in large numbers started to recognize that the coronavirus was a political pandemic used as an authoritarian power grab not an actual sickness i think as more people start rejecting the mask i think that they had an issue as in this isn't holding people under a spell. And it seemed like immediately after, we have the George Floyd incident and the subsequent riots. Yep. And I'm looking at who leads these riots, and it's all just communist front groups. And, they're and that's exactly what it is. It's all communist front groups. That's precisely right. That's why we are seeing the rioting in the streets because it's a communist revolution against America, to tear America down because we were at war with the United, with the uh, USSR. The Soviet Union was called USSR, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republic, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republic. The word, very word socialist republic should tell you that this is what's going on now. We have all these social networks. We have Netflix and, and, and uh, you know, all the different phone systems. They're all socialist networks. 
So that's what we are now becoming, the world's communist party is coming to its final conclusion in America. And that's what America has a president who talks about. He wants to reestablish America and bring America back to, you know, bring America back the way it was before. And this is why the Democrats do not want to bring America back. They've been trying for years to destroy this country. And this is what's going on today. They are still ranting and raving about everyone just loved Obama. Obama used the Marxist-Leninist-Soviet communist terms when he was running for president. And uh, Hillary Clinton used the same communist terms when she was running for president. She used the same identical words, the communist words for revolution, when she was running for president. And so did Obama. Both of them used the communist expression of a change in society, a change you can believe in. Karl Marx, if you go back and read Marx, the Marxist philosophy, Karl Marx said, in order to change America to a communist system, you're going to need all of the useful idiots. You're going to need all the people of America to agree to be Nazis and communists. And so that's what they were referred to as useful idiots. And that's what we are today. Americans are useful idiots. We do what they're told. We do what we're told to do. We wear our masks. We stay away from each other. We stay home. And hopefully your country will go broke real soon. And when it goes broke, that means you go broke. And we hope you will die in the process. And your country will die in the process. And so we are useful idiots. We are going along with the communist line right now and accepting all of this nonsense that's going on with this pandemic. It's not a pandemic. It's a pandemic. P-L-A-N. It's been planned for a long time. Yeah. And now is the time to overthrow the United States of America. So watch what is going to happen in October. I've told people this on other radio shows. It's going to happen in September and October. Watch what's going to happen in the last couple of weeks of September and the first two weeks in October. Watch what's going to happen to America in October. It's going to be something that's going to affect the whole earth. The entire world is going to be affected by this communist takeover in October. And it's going to last for a year and a half. That's must, that's something that most people cannot fathom. When the collapse and the world collapse happens in October, it's going to be for a year and a half. That means from this October coming to the next year of October, that's a year, and then six months more will be a year and a half. It will take for the world to finally settle down to a new world or a new world order of world communism and the entire globe of the earth, flat or round, it doesn't matter, will become a new order of the world. 
of a new communist system will be in us. And I think what's going to happen between October of this year and the October of next year, and then six months after that, I think ultimately when it's all over, we will have finally digitized the whole entire earth. All human creatures on the earth will be digitized. And that's because the communist powers of, of world communism do not need to, they don't need to uh, go after you with a lawyer. They don't need to uh, try and do anything to shut you down or to or cause you problems. They can do that very easy by shutting you down, by going into a major bank and just shutting down your digital account. All they have to do is just erase your digital account number and you are finally in a place where you cannot buy or sell in any market on the earth because the whole entire world will be under a digital currency, under a digital life. And that's what's going on now. All television is digital, radio is digital, everything is digital. Well, the whole world is going to be digital after the the year and a half starting in this October and go to the next October and add six months to that, the whole world will finally become finally digital. And that's why I think that what is that digital coin? I don't remember the name of it. What was the name of the right, digital coin? What is it? Uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin. The entire earth, the whole round globe will be like Bitcoin. And Bitcoin, I think, is why Bitcoin exists. Because somebody knew what was coming and they figured out how to do it in such a way that it can cause people to not buy or sell in any marketplace of the world if everybody is digitized. And I okay, think so, that's what's coming. Um, it's just, it's interesting that you say this because you, you mentioned this before. And since the last time we spoke, I'm looking at now and it looks like Bitcoin is going to be something you can buy with a credit card at 7-Eleven now at convenience yeah. stores. They're rolling it out for the masses, just like you described. And as a result of COVID, a number of businesses were trying to say no more cash. They're trying to take coins out of circulation because they can carry disease. So they're using the virus as a pretext to eliminate cash. That's it. You're right. That's exactly what's happening. They're using the virus the so-called virus. And keep in mind that the doctor that he has come up with this idea of a virus, uh, do you remember the doctor's name? Uh, no, I don't, but... He was very famous. He's a very famous doctor, but he is also a member of the Jesuit society. A lot of people don't know that, but the doctor that came up with this coronavirus and he's the one that broke the story and telling everybody they're going to die of some lonesome disease unless you put your mask on stay home stay away from other people don't talk don't do nothing stay home don't go to work put your mask on and we hope you die real soon See, you and your country that doesn't well, surprise me one bit i i had a feeling because I, I really started looking into the virus theory after the lockdown and i thought this seems like a religious imposition, like puritanicalism. 
in the way that we're being told to socially distance, no more dating. Um, they, they pretty much, I think, reinvented sin. And sin yeah. was used as a tool of oppression by the Roman church. The concept of you're sinful, we need to save you. And now That's it's right. you're diseased, we need to vaccinate you. Yeah, you're right. And but when I was I was born and raised a Catholic, and at eight years old, I was in the Catholic school, and they were told they told us in the Catholic school that tomorrow night you children are going to have your night at the church. It's going to be a child's night at church, and it's called the uh, what is that what is that called the um, do you recall? What yeah, I'm they thinking. I know they have various, um, like catechisms or various schools as you're growing up Catholic, and they have some overnight um, events. But no, I don't know the specific name. Well, I'm talking about uh, confirmation. That's what it is. Confirmation. Yeah, confirmation. Well, we were told in the church by the nuns, incidentally, nun, N U N N, is a Hebrew word for a fish. Jesus was a great fisherman because he was a great fisherman. Therefore, the women were called nuns. They were small fish. <laughs> wow. But we, we were told by the nuns that tomorrow night in church, the, the bishop will be here in town. The bishop is coming to uh, officiate over the services, and you're going to be... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for again? Confirmed as a Catholic? Yeah, confirmed as a Catholic. And afterwards, we were told, but after the service is over, the the bishop may possibly, he may not, but he could possibly ask the children if there are any questions that they wanted answered. He would try and answer them. And we were told if the bishop asked you after the, after the service is over if you have any questions remember you don't have any questions period you keep your mouth shut you don't ask any questions of anybody and so that next night when the service was over the bishop did ask he was bishop from mobile alabama and he was in florida and i was living in florida and he came to florida for the confirmation service and after the service was over he said if any of you children have any questions I'll try and answer them I stood up so everyone could see who I am because I have never been told by anybody you know, you can't I ask any questions my mother didn't tell me that and so I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm I am asking questions of the bishop so I asked the bishop I said my father works with torches like a welder. And I said, and he lets me play with the torches once in a while to show me how dangerous they can be. So I know what a torch can do. When it's on fire, you can really hurt something. You can really hurt yourself or hurt other people with it. And I said, and so I asked the bishop, I said, if I had a torch and it was burning, if an angel appeared to me, uh, because the Bible says angels appear to people, and if I have an angel appear to me, could I put, hit, hit him with the torch? 
And he said, no, it wouldn't hurt the angel at all. And I said, why not? If I burn the angel with the torch, why wouldn't it hurt him? He said, because you can't burn an angel. You can't burn an angel. And I said, why not? And he said, because the angels are spirits, and spirits you can't even see, much less burn one. You can't burn a spirit because there's nothing there to burn. You need wood or paper or plastic or something to burn. But you can't burn a spirit or an angel because there's nothing there to burn. And so I asked him, I said, well, then why am I concerned as a Catholic of I'm going to hell to burn forever if you can't burn a spirit? And uh, everyone in the church wondered. For the first time, adults have heard a question that the Pope and the bishop cannot answer. How is it that we are going to go to hell? Our spirits are going to burn in hell if you can't burn a spirit. And so I learned and I knew that somebody was lying then. And I was told to sit down and shut up by a priest that was standing near me. He told me, sit down and shut up. So I sat down, but from that moment on, I knew something was going on with the Catholic Church that we haven't been told, and that we are we are uh, submitting ourselves to the domination of Rome. But most people don't know anything about any of this. They have no idea about the history of the United States. Well. I was in the Washington right D.C. is probably uh, one of the best examples of a question that you're using logic and they just don't have an answer for, so they just <laughs> have to get you to shut your mouth or go with the flow. Yeah. They don't like those types of questions. They don't like people questioning the masks, the compulsion. That's exactly right. They don't want you questioning nothing. Just keep your mouth shut, wear your mask, and stay home. Don't go to work. Wear your mask. Are you going to die some terrible, horrible disease you're going to catch? And so stay home, wear your mask, and don't get near other people, and but stay this, six foot away from other people at least. That story, though, demonstrates, though, that even from the time that you were um, very young, you were already a thinker and a perceiver, and you could see how the priesthood would prefer you to just be a believer and a follower. That's exactly and, correct. And we're in the same position now where you have thinkers and perceivers and a whole lot of followers. And I feel like <laughs> for those of us who can perceive and think, if we don't push back, then the masses of believers who are being led by you-know-who are going to drag us down yeah. wherever they're going. You're right. It's an incredible story of betrayal of innocence. Because the American people, generally speaking, are an innocent people. They're not mean, they're not vicious, and they're not trying to overthrow anybody else. They're just regular people who want to live. So I'm saying the American people are an innocent people. But because of the innocence, this is what the Catholic Church does is it's raping the innocent. It's taking advantage of the innocent. And this is why we're called today United States citizens, U.S. citizens, because U.S. is not America. Now, here's another thing you need to know. 
that there was something called a styles magazine. Styles, like a, like a new clothes or different styles. Well, there's a magazine that's published by the United States government called the Styles Magazine. And what the Styles Magazine is, it tells you the words that are used by the federal courts and federal judges and what those federal words actually mean, not what you think they mean, but what they mean in court. And it's called the Styles Magazine. Well, you find out if you get the Styles Magazine you will find that the word for a male or female, man or woman, is male and female. But you will find out that in the Styles magazine that male and female are for animals only. Only animals are male and female. Humans are masculine and feminine. Masculine and feminine for man and woman. But you are neither a man nor a woman. You are a U.S. citizen. You're an animal. You're a male or female. That's why you have that on your driver's license. Okay, and why so, do you have to have a driver's license? Well, then clearly uh, the masses of believers who don't question have pretty much adopted a false interpretation of the world because the very definition of words have been occulted. Yeah, you're correct. pretty clear. Well, right now we're seeing the communist riots, the rioters, they're going out and they're actually tearing down statues, which yes. I think is a form of mind control because they want to destroy the history and rewrite it. That's right. That's precisely what's happening. And we're going along with it and we're, because we're useful idiots. We put our mask on. We stay home. We don't go to work. We don't question anything. We don't know anything. We don't research anything, and therefore we just put our mask on, stay home, and keep your mouth shut. And we'll let you know what you need to do when, when it's time. And so that's what I'm watching. The whole entire world is becoming a massive communist encampment. It and is. You don't know, there, if you don't know what Seattle, where communists are seizing city blocks and blocking it off, creating their yep. own nature police states it's it's really insane because they're even racially segregating and i'm looking at one of these videos the other night where they tore down a statue of albert pike of all people i thought that was unusual that the big albert pike statue in dc got pulled down by rioters and i'm wondering do they know of the significance of that man and his role in the secret societies and the, the <laughs> ones who are actually causing this case. no no they have no idea in the world it's just a mob mentality if you go back into the 1900s the early 1900s you will find all the communist countries that were founded starting with the soviet union all communist countries were referred to as the people's democratic republic we have the people's democratic republic of china the People's Democratic Republic of North Korea, the People's Democratic Republic of Cuba, the People's Democratic Republic. That's what we are today. We are democratic. The People's Democratic Republic. That is a communist term that is used by the Communist Party. Democratic simply means demos. That's why when you see the people out in the street turning over cars 
and busting windows as a demonstration. Why, why do we call it a demonstration? Because they're demonstrating. Because the word demo in ancient Greek, demo, meant a mob. The people in the street are a demo, a mob of people. And so that's why they're called the People's Democratic Societies, all communist governments. Well, why? Because we in America have a democratic party. And the People's Democratic Party, the People's Democratic Republic is a communist republic. And we are all nothing more than animals. We're male and female. It's an incredible story of betrayal of the American people. The Democrats, to me, have always been something like, I call them the mobocrats. Yeah, it that's right, because they are mobocrats, because that's what the word demos means. Well, apparently, their entire political system, um, uh, philosophy is based on agitating large groups of people emotionally so they cannot be engaged with intellectually. That's so, right. Like, that's exactly correct. It's like I could make an argument for taking down the statue of Albert Pike. I don't need to use an angry mob and engage in destruction of property. You can do these things in an orderly way. So I see them as actually controlling with chaos. That's how they do it. And they're creating so much division and chaos today that the world looks very different than it did a few months ago. And I wanted to bring this up. I, I noticed that there's something of a playbook always at work. And right now it seems like the playbook is 1968 where the media is constantly referring to 1968 as a template for what we're seeing right now. It's how they're framing things. You know, the race riots. Yep. I remember. I remember well. We're reliving it now. And so it seems to me though, it's very intentional because Donald Trump actually used direct statements out of the 1967, 68 era. Like when the shooting starts, no, sorry, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Uh, Trump yep. said, well, that was a phrase from back in 1967, 1968, and a segregationist used it. So I just see a whole lot of uh, manipulation by time-tested playbooks, and they know how to pull people's strings, and we're seeing the results. That's exactly correct. Absolutely and exactly correct. They know how to pull our strings. They know how to scare us into doing what they tell us to do. And we are useful idiots. We go along with them and do whatever they tell us to do. Put on your mask, stay home, stay away from each other, don't talk to each other, stay away from being in a group, and stay away with your mask on and stay home and don't go to work. And hopefully one day soon your country, the United States of America, will finally go broke. If nobody's working and nobody's doing anything, it'll finally just go broke. And therefore, we hope that you will have your mask on, your country will go broke, and therefore you can see the end of life as you know it on the earth. And no longer will there be any sort of freedom or liberty or justice at all. The judges will tell you there is no justice, there's just us. And that's what's going on today. It's a okay, so communist takeover of America. You've been alluding to October. And when we first spoke, you know, I, a lot of people are saying, well, how can it get any worse? You know, they shut down our economy. Oh, well, stick around. It's <laughs> going to get far, 
far worse. Well, in I October. Would and then a few weeks later, I'm watching the beatings, the violence, the destruction in the streets, where now it's not safe anymore in these big cities. Uh, <laughs> the media You're doesn't right. care if somebody on the wrong side, like if a Republican gets shot in the, in the riots, nobody talks about it. If he's a right winger, they politicize death. They create martyrs. They've created this chaos and it keeps escalating. So now I almost don't feel like there's a limit to how crazy it can get. And the other day, Fox News started talking about UFOs again and suggesting they could be real UFOs or drones from China. Do you think they're going to play that card on us? Oh, I know they're going to. It's going to happen very soon, too. It's going to be a UFO extraordinary situation is going to develop on the earth. And I do think that we do have demonic possession of the human race today. We don't realize that our brains are computers and our bodies are biological batteries. And that's why if you get in trouble when you go to court, why do you have to go to court? Because you play, you play tennis on a court. How do you play tennis on a court? You play with a racket. The whole thing is a racket. That's why you play with a racket on tennis court. It's an extraordinary story of words and terms and where the words come from and what they mean. Why do you have a bank? Is because you put your money in a bank and they control the bank. Okay, well, a mothership. This is one of the phrases. Whenever you see these alien invasion movies, they always refer to it as a mothership. Yeah. <laughs> brings all the smaller ships that actually take us out. Yep. And, and that's what's going on right now. I think that what's happening is the world is being taken over by a spiritual power that we don't understand. And that spiritual power seeks to collectivize all humans into one family, into one place. And once we become all one, therefore we will become all one at one time and one place and one religion, one government, then we can be dealt with accordingly. We can be wiped out off the earth by extraterrestrial. And this is what Christianity talks about. It talks about the evil demons and devils where you don't see them. Why? Because they are spirits. And therefore, we are being taken over by a dark, evil spirit. And it's incredible. Like I call it a betrayal of the human family. But it's all based on words and terms that most people have no idea about at all. Never heard, I never heard any of this. Well, we I've been talking about it for 60 years. One of the reasons, yeah, you've been talking about this for, for 60 years. And, and one of the reasons I started even looking into this is I came across a lot of your earlier work where you started breaking down uh, the language, the lexicon, and how there's a language for the elite that they see. And then the useful idiots, the, the blindfolded, ignorant masses. They get a different message. Yeah, you're right. And you've been covering this since the beginning. Um, I think that you've been very much vindicated this year, which isn't necessarily a good thing. because No, it's not. It's not a good thing. I'm sorry I'm being vindicated, but I did tell you for 60 years this was coming. There was a destruction coming of America, and I knew it because I know what the words be.
I know what the symbols mean. We, we don't have a statue of freedom. We have a statue of liberty. Statue of liberty is in New York, the empire state. The statue of liberty, everyone thinks is a, is a woman. It's not. The people who created the statue of liberty said it was a man. He is, he is a judge over all mankind. That's what he has in his hand is the judge's books. And he's holding a torch, and it's called the Torch of Prometheus. It's on the back of American dimes. It's called the Torch of Prometheus. And the Statue of Liberty is holding the Torch of Prometheus. It's, an again, it's just an incredible story that's so convoluted and so deep and so profound that it takes hours and hours for people to see and that's what I want to do. That's what well, I've been trying to do. Every time I talk to you, you bring up something that connects another dot. Because I knew there was some connection between this Mercury archetype Joker burning a pyramid of money in the movie, talking yeah. about a higher class of criminal. I was like, what's the connection between Mercury and the torch? And then you brought it up that Mercury is a torch bearer, and it's reflected even on our dime. Yes. Torch. And so um, – And you start your liberty too. Exactly. The liberty, the torture Prometheus. And of course, um, that symbol figures very strongly in Atlas Shrugged of all things, the book Atlas Shrugged. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's a book about the elite putting the world into darkness intentionally. Yeah. And it seems like that's where we're at right now, where they're putting everything into a stasis so that they can rebuild on the ashes after everything crashes. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the head of the, um, the, the chief of the, um, what am I trying to say? The head of the Library of Congress. The head of the Library of Congress was James Billington. Unfortunately, he has passed away. But James Billington was the Library of Congress head. And he wrote a book before he died called Fire in the Minds of Men. It's on my website if you want to go look on the uh, on my website, jordanmaxwellshow.com. You have to type it full in jordanmaxwellshow.com is my website. And you will find that Jordan Maxwell Show, there's uh, books, books that are being there are books that are being uh, promoted on my website, and one of them is called Fire in the Minds of Men. And what what James Billington said was that the Masonic Order of Freemasons picked that number, picked that word of Statue of Liberty. It's not the Statue of Freedom. You're not free at all. You've never been free. You're not free now and you never will be free because you are a, you are a member of the United States Corporation. You are a U.S. citizen and therefore you do not have any access to the Constitution, to the Bill of Rights, or to the Declaration of Independence. You do not have any access to any of that. Only Americans have that. 
you are not an American. You are a U.S. citizen, and U.S. is a corporation incorporated in Delaware. So it's a U.S. corporation that is running the world today. It's an extraordinary story of betrayal. Again, betrayal of the whole human family. Okay, so, that's so it. when it comes to this transition into the new age and the revolution, you know, fires in the minds of men, it's all about revolution. And the symbol of the phoenix, of course, it's about fire. They burn down. That's right. That's right. Burn it all down so they can start all over again. And that's what we're witnessing now. We're witnessing the collapse of our financial system and everything. The collapse of America, period. Well, this is the, the thing I'm wondering here, though, is so they bring about some new universal threat to organize us all, you know, whether, you know, whatever it happens to be, but the UFO thing, in your opinion, are we dealing then with more than just advanced and suppressed technology? Are we dealing with another species? Um, Who is behind or who is in these craft? um, If that's what it happens to be, or do you think? I I think, I think that what we have is a, is a uh, universal world government that is, overseen by extraterrestrials. I think that we have an extraterrestrial presence on the earth that we don't even know about. We're not told, we're not even uh, alluded to it in literature or nothing else. But Christianity did talk about the coming days of destruction for the world and the whole world was operating under Satan the devil. And I do believe that there is some kind of a connection with the other world, which is a dark force. And this is what is going on in the world today. We are being led into our death as a civilization right now by people who want America to be destroyed. This is why the president is hated so badly by the Democratic Party because we have been at war with the Democratic Party for so many years. We were at war with the Soviet Union, but it finally fell. The Soviet Union finally fell because there's no possible way the communists can finance themselves. The communists themselves do not realize it was American bankers that financed the Communist Party and Soviet Union. It was the American bankers who financed the communists over the communist movement in Europe. And today the European governments are being overthrown by the Roman communist system. Well, you know what? That makes perfect sense. Um, The communist system and ideology, it's based on this perfect utopia, but it's always been parasitic. It doesn't create enough to sustain itself, and so it has to be warlike. It has to take. It has to parasite. And we have a perfect microcosm in these autonomous zones that are being opened up by communists in various cities where they call themselves autonomous, but they don't have an economy. All they have is control <laughs> over a border and letting people in and out. Yep, you're right. And that's what we are faced with today. We're basically faced with the communist overthrow of the United States of America. But this is going back 1868. After our civil war, we were no longer referred to as the United States of America. We became, you know, 
uh, we became known around the world as a United States corporation. We were incorporated in Delaware as a Delaware corporation and it was called the United States Corporation. And each one of us today as a U.S. citizen, which means you are an employee of a corporation. And there's another point. Here's another point you need to keep in mind. You know, if you go and watch all the old movies, the old cowboy movies, mm-hmm. cowboys were always wearing their guns on their hips, and they could come in wearing their guns, and they could go into the bar and have a drink wearing their guns and their pistols. And if they have a falling out with anyone, they can have a falling out with anyone. They have to, uh, you know, they, they'll, you can go out and settle your, your argument in front of everyone, in front of the sheriff. The sheriff cannot intervene. Why? Because you are a sovereign citizen. You have a right to do what you want to do. And that's why you can carry a gun to protect your sovereignty against the government. So the cowboys wore a gun. Did they need a, a permit or a license? Did they need to get a permit to wear a gun? No. All, most all guys wore guns. Because they were Americans, and America had the right to bear arms. So that's why all the cowboys bear arms. But today we don't have that. Today we have something called the United States Corporation. Well, you know, if if they were to remake a cowboy movie today in Hollywood, they wouldn't have guns on the hips. I mean, they would, or they would exaggerate it. Like what they'll do is they'll <laughs> make guns look to be scary. Or they'll try to airbrush it out. They'll try to minimize it. They don't want yeah. guns as a way to maintain order. Um, That's right. They don't want that idea out there. Guns are supposed to be bringers of chaos. A gun kills people. And they've used hyper-realistic, simulated mass shootings at schools, you know, these drills, to get the kids to be afraid of guns. So for 20 years, they've been inundated with guns are bad, you know, America pollutes. This this communist revolution has had many fronts, but one of them has been the gun grab, because then you can't defend your property, including your body. That's it's exactly correct, yes. Now, Jordan, yes. Um, we've been on for about an hour and 15 here. I've got a few people in the comments who are asking questions, and one commenter wants to know if you've heard of this individual, Joseph Gregory Hallett. Yes, I have. Yes, he's talking about he is the real king of England. Yes, okay. But I have been talking to the actual king of England, the real king of England. Uh, I have been corresponding with the real king of England who was no longer uh, accepted by the British royalty. The British royalty are Germans. They are Germans. They're not English. And therefore, the queen mom is not an English uh, monarch. She is a German monarch. And they come from a German family. The whole bunch of the, uh, the uh, what am I trying to say, the, the whole system of governmental agencies in, in Europe are not English. They're Germans. They're Nazis. And the Queen Mom has been one of the biggest Nazis the world has ever known. But most people don't know that. They don't know she's a Nazi and a German. It's an incredible story, again, because you can go back and look at it. You'll see that she is a German Nazi. Well, this 
uh, I, and I'm, I'm new to this um, individual, Joseph Gregory Hellett, but what, what he, um, he recently put out a documentary or some parts of a documentary have come out. And what he's essentially doing is calling into question the very identity of the royal family. I find it to be very interesting, though, timing-wise. With the novel Corona, New Crown, it just seems like the idea is out there that the world has a king and or a king is being crowned or something like that behind the scenes. And so when I see this figure um, gaining popularity, I'm wondering, well, what are we actually seeing here in the storyline? Are we going to see the ascension of some type of world leader openly? I think so. Very soon we will see some kind of a world leader. And all the people of the world will be properly prepared to crawl on their knees to the emperor of the world. And this is why if you don't, your digital number will be taken out of circulation so that you cannot buy or sell without the mark of a beast. The mark of the beast is a digital mark. And if they take your digital connection to the world and they this and they take it out of circulation then you can no longer use your credit cards your money is all digital and your credit cards will be digital and you will no longer be able to use your credit card you'll no longer be able to use your identification and you've been taken out of circulation forever period why because you are not going along with the world communist movement well, you know, finally, um, finally, Americans are waking up to it now. Well, this coronavirus thing has introduced something called contact tracing, where it's now guilt by association, and it involves a lot of government workers basically tracing people. So if you went to a Taco Bell where an employee came down with COVID and your credit card receipt or your transaction shows you were there, well, now you were in contact with the virus. So the contact tracers could get in touch with you and let you know and your family know to quarantine. So they've used this concept of this new uh, virus, this coronavirus, to justify completely monitoring every single transaction to where in some places you can't even go into a, a store or a bar or a restaurant without a mask and signing your name at the door, logging yep. in like you are checking in like you're some type of a, a prisoner. You're right. That's exactly right. And that's what I've been trying, trying to tell people for all these years. I've been trying to tell everyone. That's precisely right. That's what's going on. Okay, well, Jordan, this has been really great. We've covered a lot of ground. I think we're going to do this more often. Yeah, and that would be nice. Yeah, I think we can definitely do this. Um, hopefully once a week or something, we'll, we'll talk. Maybe um, I'll have you call into my my live stream any of these evenings. So um, I'm going to see if anybody else has any questions for you. Uh, Fiona says, is it checkmate then? Say it again. Fiona in the comments wants to know, do you think that it's checkmate for humanity? Yeah, I think so. It's checkmate for the whole human race, period. Okay. And all over the world, nobody has the educational opportunities that we have in America, all over the world, the people are just ignorant slaves and doing what they're told to do. And their masters will tell them what to do and they just do it because they have no education, no background, no understanding. And therefore they're just ignorant slaves. 
that's all over the earth. And now it's become the same in America. We are ignorant, ill-informed, and unread, and we just do what we're told. And they tell us that we're going to die some horrible, terrible death. But the hospitals are empty, and the hospitals you can't even get into. They're empty, and you can't even get in one. So, I mean, I know because I have tried. It's an incredible story it is. of betrayal. Uh, the the uh, the empty hospital phenomenon went viral when people who were questioning the quarantine just started going and filming their hospitals, yeah. and they <laughs> found that the news is like, oh, you had 50 people die here, but the reality is it's a ghost town. Yeah, you're right. So it shows you, though, that if we didn't have people like you who stand up and ask questions or the people who go out and record these hospitals, if nobody stood up to question, really – we would have no clue. You know, we would be under the impression that the world was going underneath this, this permanent pandemic state, when in reality, it's a political pandemic and it's it's a power grab and with ulterior motives. So It's a power grab, uh, grabbing America by the throat and destroying this country. And the people of, the, of, of America are useful idiots, according to what the communists call the Soviet people. The very word Soviet, that's actually like South Vietnam, Soviet. The very word Soviet is a group of people, unelected, but an unelected group of people that are running the country's laws. And so it's called a Soviet Union. And so the Soviet Union was a group of people running everything themselves. Well, that's what we got today all over, all over America. We have all these little groups, and they will tell you what you can do and what you can't do. It will be shut down, and you have to wear a mask, and you have to do this. You have to stay home. It's another new Soviet Union over the whole world of mankind. And the most powerful guy on the block is the United States, and they're not going to have a new world order unless you can destroy the old world order. And America is going to be a new world order in which the elites are going to control the whole world with our technology. That's why the Bill Gates and all the other bunch of Soviet operational agents are doing their thing to control the whole world through computers, through uh, Microsoft, through the computers. It's just an incredible story. And I yeah, don't know it really is. Um, I think we've covered a lot of ground for today. Uh, where this, this, The term Soviet, you know, that's, that's an interesting uh, point there, unelected, because what yeah. we're looking at here is mob mentality. They want mob rule, unelected, rule by force, rule by coercion. Even in the sciences, they say 97% of the scientists agree that the earth is getting warmer, therefore it is. Well, that's <laughs> that's not science. That's just ruling by consensus. Well, of course, it's ruling by consensus. They don't agree. It's not agreed. It's just that 97% of scientists are told that the world is going and we're getting warmer, and yet it was still getting cold. And I think we are heading for a freezing cold time coming 
but we are being told, and 97% of all scientists are told, and so science today is a religion. <clears throat> and I've said it so many times, our religion should be scientific, but in fact, the sciences of the world are now a religion. They have their holy men, they have their saints, and they have their holy men, and their holy writings, and, and all, everybody who's going to be anybody. And keep in mind also that before the Roman Empire existed, Europe had a huge population of people living in Europe under their own operation. But then came the Soviet Union, or then came Rome, and Rome dominated all of Europe. Well, keep in mind that when all the people of Europe, before the Roman Empire, they were called, uh, they were called, uh, what was the term that was used? They were Druids. Druids. And so all the judges, the priests, the police, the legal, the educational, the religious groups all over Europe are all Druids. And and with the one of the most important symbols was the Druid, in the Druid world, before the Roman Empire, one of the most important symbols of power was a magic wand, like Merlin the Magician. Merlin the Magician had a magic wand. If you go onto the web and put in uh, image, type in image first, and then say Jesus with a magic wand. You'll see all of the paintings and statues around the world where Jesus is healing people with a magic wand. Well, keep in mind that magic wands were always made out of the wood of a holly tree. It was made out of Hollywood. And that's what we are doing today with Hollywood. We are dazzling people around the world to yes. believe whatever we want them to believe with Hollywood. And Hollywood is infested with pedophiles and all kinds of criminality going on in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got its propaganda aspect, and then it has this other aspect that's um, just very uh, seedy and destructive right. culture where – I mean, I, I keep bringing up the Joker movie because the main character, whose last name is Phoenix, who burns down the system and starts the revolution, well, after the movie – was uh, released he got involved in street activism with jane fonda protesting capitalism blaming america <laughs> for the, the state of the world and for australia burning and so i'm looking at this as these actors are all just revolutionary agents in place that's what they are they're just revolutionary agents yep. and they get the masses to emotionally agree with things which so in the movie it ends where everybody's putting on clown masks and burning down the city. <laughs> and I'm like, that looks like this summer. Like we're watching the Joker movie unfold in front of us. Yeah, you're right. Again, Hollywood, it, it, it's, it creates these myths, just like the religions create and myths. Keeping in mind that all magic wands were made out of the wood of a holly tree. It's made out of Hollywood. And that's what we're doing today around the world. We say that the Hollywood is being run by Jews. It's not Jewish Hollywood. There are many Jews who are operating in Hollywood, 
but it's a Druidic society. And most people don't know Druidism, Druidism and what it is and how it works. But you need to go back and look at the word Druid and see what is going on today in Hollywood. It's an incredible story. Again, it's just well, an outrageous story. I agree with about science being a religion, and that's why I, I really think that I can't prove it, but it wouldn't surprise me if the whole WHO was just a Jesuit front. That's, that's what I think, too. I think it's a whole Jesuit front. It makes that's sense what I think. You have a, a world where they've taken the, uh, the, the dominant paradigm out of the religious, archaic, and now it's a scientific paradigm. And with global warming, you have wrath of God. With viruses, you have sin that can kill people if they don't yep. get cured or, or mitigated. So it's a new puritanical vision of how we should live, but it has a scientific basis. That's exactly right. You're starting to think now. Now you're starting to see what's really been going on here all along. They never told you, but now you're beginning to see it. Make all the connections in your mind, and finally you will see. Why does Jesus... Why is he called God's son, S-O-N? Because in Anglo-Saxon language, which we are Anglos, in England, the sun that comes up in the morning is called S-U-N. But in Germany, that thing that comes up in the morning that lights the world is called S-O-N, not S-U-N. So therefore, Jesus is God's son, the light of the world. Of course, the sun is the light of the world. And so the whole idea of Christianity goes back to the worship of the sun. <clears throat> I'll tell you one other thing you need to keep in mind, that we are told, and I wish I had the document in front of me, but we're told in ancient Egypt there is a story that Pharaoh was walking along a river one day, and over his head came a UFO, a silver disc, came over the head of the Pharaoh and he heard in his mind, he heard the voice tell him that he was supposed to go back and found a new city and call it Tetragrammaton. And so therefore he went, he was supposed to go back and found a new country, a new city in, in Israel, Pharaoh Agnaton. That was the name of the city, Agnaton. And now today, Hebrews would tell you that the name of God, the Jews would tell you that the name of God is so holy, you cannot pronounce it. If you pronounce it, you're using God's name in vain because you are not supposed to use God's name. But if you want to talk about the Jewish God, the God of the Hebrews, there is a word that you can use. It's called the Tetragrammaton. The Tetragrammaton to most Jews, everybody will know what that means. Tetragrammaton. Because tetra means four. Gramma means letters, like I, A, B, C, D, E as gramma. That's where we get our word gramma. Grammatical gramma. So Tetragrammaton is the name of God in the Hebrew that you can use if you want to talk about God. Tetragrammaton. But it's called actually Tetra for Gram, G-R-A-M-M is a letter like A, B, C, D. 
tetragram Aton, A-T-O-N. The Aton was the sun god of Egypt. So therefore the sun worship, you see that in the Vatican. If you go to the Vatican, you'll see the seat of Peter up on the wall is a huge, beautiful chair sitting up on the wall and behind it is the sun. And so therefore they're worshiping the son of God, God's holy son, Jesus. And where do we get the word Jesus? It comes from the ancient Greek word for the sun. It was, the sun was called Iosis in the ancient Greek. And I do mean ancient. In the ancient Greek, the sun was called Iosis. I-E-S-O-U-S. Or I-E-S-U-S. Iosis was the sun in ancient Greek. Well, today we have I's and J's are interchangeable. <clears throat> I and J is the same letter. The J has a little upturned tone. It has a little uptone. Uh, ups, uptones. Yeah, the hook at the See, it has a little hook at the bottom. And so I's and J's are interchangeable. So instead of I-E's, it's I-E-S-U-S. It becomes J-E-S-U-S, Jesus. Jesus is God's son, the this, light of the world. This is, um, you know, controversial for many Christians, but I, I kind of feel like the people who grew up religious and never questioned it are kind of like the people who never questioned the news. They never get the real truth. <laughs> That's right. They never get the real truth. That's exactly correct. I could go on for days and talk about all kinds of stuff in religion because that's my chosen profession was theology and religion. And boy, what a story that is where we got our different religious belief well, systems from. Next time we talk, um, I think our next topic, I'd really like to get into the flood myths, Noah's Ark, and the origins of those stories and the characters like Moses and, and oh that would be wonderful I'd love to do that because that's where that's where my expertise are then I feel I'm back where I belong I'm in theology and religion let's and get back boy, to that that's a that's a hell of a subject cuz I I like keeping up with current events with you because you've been calling these things in advance and we want to get your view on it but I do want to go back into a lot of the things that you've just put decades of decades of research into, specifically astrotheology, uh, religion, and the myths and their origins. So we'll do that soon. Um, so uh, we've been here about 90 minutes now. I want to say thank you for taking the time to join us. And I'll get you this recording after so we can share it. And we'll make this a regular thing because even though it seems like humanity has been checkmated, there is a growing number of people like us who do collaborate and talk and share this information. So at least we'll know what's going on. Yeah, well, at least you'll know for sure. And I have people telling me all the time, well, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And I say, yeah, it's a train coming, stupid. Right. It's a train coming, which is a light at the end of the tunnel. And people are waking up. Well, that's what you do when you're in prison. When you're in federal prison, every morning you wake up. But you might as well stay in bed and go back to sleep because you're not going anywhere. You're still in prison, but you're waking up. So now the problem is you're waking up to find out you're in prison. And now how to get out of it? Well, knowledge is power. 
You don't have the power to do anything because you don't have the knowledge. Knowledge is power. And once you understand the words and the terms and the symbols and just listen and learn, you will find out all the dark stuff you were never told. It's an incredible story. Hey, just like in the Matrix, they wake up, Neo wakes up to find out he's in bondage. That's right. And it's like, I love it. The, his friend Cypher's like, well, I'm going back. Going back yep. to sleep. <laughs> That's what I feel. Okay, so well, anyway, let's do that. Let's do it again. Let's do the show again, but this time we'll do it on religions of the world, all the different religions of the earth and where they come from. It's a real incredible story. Absolutely. So to everyone here hanging out, I want to say thanks for joining us. We will do this again, and I will be sending you to your emails a recording, and then um, half the ticket sales, I'm sending it to Jordan's uh, research. So, um, Jordan, I'll be in touch. Uh, Juan Valdez says he's watching from Guatemala. Enjoy the show. And keep in mind, if you want to talk to me, there are different websites on the web with my name on them, but I don't own them. Other people are using my name to make money. But my place on the web is called Jordan Maxwell Show, S-H-O-W dot com. So keep that in mind, jordanmaxwellshow.com. And also, if you go on jordanmaxwellshow.com, you will see advertised a research website that I have. Join the Research Society website. Join the Research website. That's where I put all the pictures and documents and all the interesting stuff I talk about. Over the years, it's all there. All you have to do is just go to the research website, join it, and you'll see all the pictures and documents and all the dark stuff that's been talked about. It's all there. So thank you for having me on, and let's do it again. We'll talk later. Excellent. Thank you, Jordan, and everyone else. Thank you. We'll see you guys. I'll send you um, emails uh, later on today. Thanks a lot to everyone who's watching. Thanks, Jordan. Have a great day.